0: Welcome to the Faith is Not Blind podcast. I'm Sarah Devanier and this is part two of a previous podcast that we did with Stan Ricks. I'm here with his wife Connie and really glad to have her here. We're going to talk about some similar themes to what we addressed with Stan's interview. So Connie, if you could just talk a little bit about your daughter, and when she told you that she was gay, what kind of a reaction you had? We're just going to dive right into it.
1: Well, okay. My reaction is a little embarrassing, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but I do, we do but, want you to be perfectly okay, honest. So I will this be. is good. <laughs> so my son was leaving on his mission in two days, and she said, Mom, she called me and she said, How are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm so sad. You think I would, this would get easier sending my third son on a mission? She said, Well, can I come over and visit? And I was like, so nice of her so thoughtful to know that this is really a difficult thing for me and and so she came over and we sat down on the couch and she said you know mom and I'm like No what she said I'm gay and I said you're what and she said I'm gay and I'm like this is the embarrassing part and I literally said this I want my money back from the Jerusalem study abroad. It did not work and you did not come on with the testimony. That was what oh, wow. I thought. I mean, I just can't even believe I said that. But that's what came out of my mouth. And she got up and left. And and that was the end of that conversation. That was the end of that mm-hmm. conversation. And, you know, I, I was a deer in headlights. I did not expect that. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I, especially with where we're going to go with the conversation, I appreciate that honesty. That's just a visceral gut reaction. And yeah. I think a lot of people might react that way. So after that conversation, what did you do to ease yourself into it to make sure that your relationship with
1: her could be something that could keep going? You know, I prayed a lot. I fasted a lot. I went to the temple a lot, and I had an epiphany one day that changed my heart. And it, and I, I thought, I call myself a Christian, and if I am a Christian, and I can't love Lauren for who she is and what she is, I, I, you know, and I, you know, this is just what I said. I my. I, I'm no better off because I didn't understand her journey. I didn't understand gay. I didn't know that much about it. And I would read everything I could. And I, and I, I wanted to fix her. Like if, she, if I do all the things that are right, then I can fix her. Mm. And when I realized she's not broken, there's nothing for me to fix. I, I'm, I'm the broken one. I'm the one that needs to learn to love and accept and and see the good in her and not think she's damned to hell because look at this choice that she's made that is her choice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean I I had to have a journey. That's the thing that I, that if I could if I could tell anyone or help anyone it would be you're, it's a journey. You're not, I couldn't at that point when she said, I'm gay, say, gosh, congratulations, sweetie. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you know, hope it all works out. I, it didn't work like that. Because that wasn't your expectation no, from I didn't, where you were coming exactly, from. Exactly. I didn't yeah. like raise thinking, gosh, I, I honestly thought if I, you know, if we have family home evening, and if we do everything right, and then that's. That, right. And, well, it wasn't, when I,
0: and I think that um, people who were raised in the church who are gay sometimes feel that way, too. Yeah, that sometimes towards they'll themselves. Be, they'll be changed. And, and I think it's important to talk about that so that they can realize they're not broken, so their parents can realize they're not broken. But your relationship probably felt broken. So let, yeah. let's talk about what kind of things did you do spiritually and otherwise to nurture the relationship so that it could not only be healthy, but, but thriving the way that it is now.
1: Yeah, and it is thriving. We have a great relationship right now, and I couldn't be happier. But it took work, it took praying, it took. We had to start over. Because sometimes I would look at her and I would say, Who are you? I didn't know this new person that came out. I had to get to know her again. Mm. I had to. Uh, You know, not that my old Lauren was gone, but my, I had to, there was a new Lauren and I needed to learn about her and discover about her and, and want to, I, I wanted to have a relationship with her. I didn't want to throw her out the door. I didn't want to, uh, you know, so I, I did, I did all the things that I know how that I've grown up doing and that I'm comfortable doing, praying, fasting. You know, I, I never I never felt like heavenly father's disappointed in me or that I wasn't a good mother mm. or what did I do wrong? You know, I, those thoughts, you know, crept into my head sometimes, but when I, fi- I finally realized, you know, this isn't really about me mm. and how I look and what people think or uh, this is about my daughter and she suffered so long to the point when she came out and I right. suffered from the point of her coming out until I realized that it's, it's gonna be okay. Well and it, it reminds me of
0: uh, what Paul says in the New Testament about the body of Christ that it became shared suffering. She, she had suffered oh. in silence for years and you didn't know. And so when she told you about it, she was in the middle of it. How would you recommend when, when parents have this kind of, it could be a relationship crisis, but when they have this point in their relationship where they're trying to work together and to realize we're, we're all part of the same body, how would you recommend that, that they, like you did, base their decisions on their relationship with God rather than looking over their shoulders and worrying about what other people might think?
1: You know, I I don't know if I have an answer to that, other than one foot going forward. I, I Stan says sometimes, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I kind of feel like, you know, when your child comes and says, that I'm gay, let's. Go on the journey together. Yeah. Let's not just say, this is your problem, my problem. I, my 92 year old dad is on board with this whole thing. He says to me, so you're telling me this is something else I need to get used to. I'm like, yeah, dad, that's what I'm telling you. He's like, all right. And he's on board and, and what a great example that is yeah. to me. He's not saying, well, <laughs> well whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't have any other choice. I don't want another choice.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think people tend to look at it as an either or choice. Like you yeah. said, the baby in the bathwater with the child or with the church.
1: Yeah. And, and it's not either or.
0: Yeah. In, in either case. And, and you're such a great model of how it's possible to love your kids and to love the church, that it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. No. And you, you can work within
1: what you know. Exactly. And people ask me all the time. Well, I'm all the time. I bet I get a phone call once a week, twice, you know, asking me, how do you stay in the church? People, as soon as they find out I have a gay child, will say, how do you, how do you stay in the church? I'm like, I, I don't, why wouldn't I want to? This is my core, this is what I believe, these are my people, yeah. this is my tribe. I love where I'm yeah. at, and I love my daughter, and my tribe has been amazing. They had baby showers for her, they yeah. love her, they see her as the Lauren that they know and love, and that's who she yeah. is. because she's a part of their family, she's a
0: part of that body, and no part is more or less valuable than the other, they're all equal. Equal, Yeah. equal. Let, let me ask you one last question. As you talk about what keeps you in the church, I wonder if you talk about the role of the atonement in how you were able
1: to hold on to your daughter. You know, um, I, I truly, I truly learned to understand the atonement and couldn't have done it without her. I grew up in a great home, I had great parents, I married the love of my wife, I had six kids without even thinking about it. <laughs> this was really my first personal crisis and I couldn't have done it without my Heavenly Father. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it. The only thing that changed was my heart mm-hmm. and I know that that was a gift from my Heavenly Father. He didn't change Lauren. He changed my ability to deal with it. Yeah. And I know that is through the atonement. I, I couldn't have done it without my heavenly father. Uh, I just couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it without him. And I had no interest or desire. I had no interest to stop reading the book of Mormon or to be angry or to stop going to church. Even though I cried through church every single minute and people probably we like, oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Connie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was my rock. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to to leave it. And and people have said to me, um, you know, how you handled this has changed how we think. Right. Because yeah. I I they don't unless you have that experience, you don't know this. It's a new. And even now, seven years later, or f- I don't even remember how long it's been, it's different, right? But I had to learn, and I had to, I had to understand that Heavenly Father doesn't kick me out when I do something contrary to what He does. Why would I kick Lauren out when she does something contrary to what I believe? Yeah, I, I just, I didn't want to. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. When I just.
0: Just thinking about how you keep using the word process and growing into this, how wonderful it is that that God's love is constant and eternal. The love of Christ and the power of the atonement is eternal and infinite. And so, if we can use our process to grow into that, exactly. then he will. He will let us.
1: He will. He's let not us.
0: going to change, but he will allow us to change and.
1: I and, and, that, and that's the thing that I'm the one who changed. I, and because I changed, Lauren's relationship towards us changed. If I would have remained angry or sad or bitter, that's what our relationship would mm, have been. Yeah. And when I realized I have a huge role in this. This is not Lauren's problem. And you had to choose to change. I had to choose to change, I to choose to change yeah. and I had to choose. I, 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 that's how I believe everything. I, we choose to have faith. We choose to remain active in the church. It's a choice. It's not that the choice is taken away from us yeah. or because the, the, we have two choices. And I, No, I, I choose. I want this and I want to make it work with her and her family. Yeah. Well, and that's clear that, that your desires are all centered in love. It is. My my bishop was the honestly the game changer. And he would say to me, Connie, your job is to love. Mm-hmm. And the Savior's job is to heal. Do your job the best you can. And I seriously, he would say that over and over to me. And I would say, one day it hit me. And it's like, wait, all I have to do is love her. I know how to love That's it's one of my best qualities. <laughs> he says, I, 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 love, I love everyone. And to say, that's all I have to do. And then the Savior will carry and help. I, I'm on board. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing so much of
0: yourself and, and your journey. Thank you for your sacrifice because other people will benefit.
1: I'm grateful for my journey. Yeah. I'm not the same person. And I hope I never go back to that person. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you.